couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. Hi everyone, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for tuning in to Black and Behind the Scenes. Brittany, how was your week? The week is going well. No complaints over here. How about yours? Awesome. I'm a little sleepy and we know that, but you know we're going to get together (laughs) for the show. (laughs) Get it together, sis. Get it together all the way. All right. some coffee. I need a Red Bull with wings. Extra wings. With extra wings. Yes. Um, That's what's needed. Let's work on getting that for her. Assistant. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Come. Bring it. <laughs> now. Trust. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So we're going to jump right on into the show. We hope that you guys had a great week and are enjoying the weather. Yeah. Um, but we have some great news for you. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into the show. So I recently came across this uh, study of done by user testing, um, which they conducted it. Um, a survey and basically user testing is a technology company that does research for websites apps and streaming services to figure out what they're doing wrong and how to reach their target markets so within this study they um, pitted um, HBO now Hulu Netflix and Amazon Prime against each other to figure out why people were not clicking on their recommended content and the actual streaming service that was doing the the worst within this study was HBO Now. And they were as low as 8% of people not clicking on the recommended content for their streaming service. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. Um, And they said it's because, well, my theory is that HBO kind of is jumping on board to this new trend, right? You have Hulu, who's always been well, who's been doing this. Netflix was, you know, the pioneer of this game, and everyone's playing catch up. So HBO is one of those companies that's trying to play catch up right now and figure out what it is that they can do to garner people to download their streaming service versus others. So in that case, um, and with within HBO, their featured um, content for you to look for is on a different page than what Netflix, how Netflix, after you watch a show, it has the content come up on your screen of what they want you to watch or below the um, the section of what you currently were playing. So uh, say that again, because I have HBO Go, which is mm-hmm. different from HBO Now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so HBO Now is the subscription-based service that right. you pay for only for that app or whatever mm-hmm. it is. HBO Go is when you have... Um, the, when you have HBO through your cable provider, and Got then you it. can watch it on the app. Got so it. So this is specifically talking about HBO Now. now. Mm-hmm. And okay. I have HBO Now, and mm-hmm. I, they're good, but they could be better because um, one feature that, it, that they didn't have that I wanted was that they don't continue to play the episodes once one is over. Like, mm-hmm. say we're watching like, a series of Sex and the City, yep. episode two, you have to literally go back into the system and play the next episode. I wonder if people recorded that. Yeah. So that's been fixed. Okay. But originally was not, you know, working. So with that being said, I'm pretty sure they're going to update this feature site of whatever recommended shows that play after, you know, since they know this now that people are not clicking on their content. But to be real, like what original programming does HBO have other than Game of Thrones in which it will prompt you to a pay for $15 for the service or not. I mean, because 
HBO, to be honest with you, like movies are, you would watch that so that you can see movies that came out in the movie theater, but they're coming out way before HBO are premiering them. So you've already seen them. So what is the incentive that HBO now is giving to its customers other than Game of Thrones? Now, maybe when Game of Thrones comes back on, it will see a spike. Oh, of course they will. They always do. Of course. uh, I just don't. I mean, I, like I said, I have HBO now, um, go Mm -hmm. and I watch it on the TV, but I'm barely on there because it's just like, I've already seen all this stuff unless I want to watch more episodes of Sex and the City. That's very true because, and I am Mm -hmm. an avid person who loves HBO now and I do use it, but. After I'm done watching whatever it is I watch, I cancel that shit. I'm like, it's gone. Like, I'm not watching this anymore until, what, Issa Rae's coming back and Secure and Ballers. I love that. I forgot about Issa So that's when I click on and I get it. So it's summertime. mm -hmm, And right now, maybe because of this study, um, you can get HBO Now for $5.99 a month. So that's why we're also thinking about jumping back on board the HBO Now game because it's normally $14.99, but now it's $5.99. And that's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Because it's the premium cable channel. It's HBO. But, you know... I mean, that's how much it costs for you. How much does it cost for you to have HBO? Like $10, 10 to $20? You're almost paying for you to have a, the subscription on the cable box. That's that's true. That's very true. Honestly. Jeez. And so that kind of brings me to my next point with this um, study is that they also found that Netflix is currently beating HBO for best original programming. So now, guys, like, let me remind you. Back in the day, come on, let's take it back a little bit. Remember when HBO was a comedy hub for specials like Chris Rock, Cat mm-hmm. Williams, Martin Lawrence, Tracy Morgan, Wanda Sykes, or even Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry like Seinfeld, all, any big comedians, any big, right? yeah, it was a huge thing. I mean, Beyonce's working with them. You know, um, J Cole, he puts out his documentaries through right, them. Right, right, right. Like, but that's all. Well, I don't know. Beyonce and them still have their content there, but. The comedy specials have shifted to Netflix, you know? Mm-hmm. They bought them out. Mm-hmm. Well, not bought them out, but, you know, they won the bid for their content. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we're also going to see shifts of other people gravitating to more Amazon Prime, Netflix, and things like that versus the traditional HBO. Well, I mean, Netflix in general is just a giant out here and moms, <laughs> everybody beat everybody, they right? Because uh, right. a report came out today that it has surpassed, surpassed Disney and Comcast yep. as far as its worth. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about Netflix, a streaming service. Right. That people laughed off. They right. really did. They so did. So it has become such a key player mm-hmm. in the game. Like, we can't even separate it from broadcast to no. television, right, to digital, because it's beating everyone. It is. It, it's, it's carved out its own lane. And, I mean, psh, I don't know. I think Netflix is will continue to beat HBO as far as yeah. getting exclusive programming and content that HBO was pretty much known to go to. Because you will go to HBO for edgy Program, oh yeah, like Sex in the City mm-hmm. because you couldn't see that on network TV no, or not even some not. Um, cable networks. They wouldn't, you know, do some of the edge, the provocative things, kind right? of. Yeah. So now you can get that anywhere. You can. Yeah, I mean, Should the internet on uh, network TV. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the, I mean, it's on Disney. Like some of the things that they do on even on that network, it's just it baffles me with some of the teen shows with the boyfriends and girlfriends and kissing and things like. That. I just okay. Your children. But that's me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 
that struck a chord with me. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I just, yeah. So I found that really interesting and wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and speaking of Netflix, <laughs> it's just broke that um, Idris Alba is set to star, direct, and do the musical score for a retell of Victor Hugo's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> with Idris Alba playing Quasimodo. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's Quasimodo. Okay, so... I've never seen The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Not no. one cartoon. Not read one book. Not I don't even know the story. But I do know that there's a hunchback. Now. Okay. <laughs> Quasi- okay, go ahead. Go is, ahead. Qua- is it Quasimodo? Quasimodo. Is he the hunchback? Yes, he is. So we're going to take this fine chocolate man and Okay, that was up. my question with you. <laughs> okay. Is he hunchback? All right, so here are my questions, all right? So first off, all right, so it's the Hunchback of Notre Okay, so people, for people who don't know, The Hunchback of Notre Dame is a French novel by Victor Hugo published in 1831, right? So Quasimodo is a hunchback that falls in love with Esmeralda, and I'll tell you why I know all this stuff, who plays a gypsy woman, okay? So, <laughs> then if people remember in 1996, Disney remade The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right, the um, Yeah, the, the cartoon. Animation. Which I loved and I watched. And my birthday cake when I was like 13 years old oh, had Amorezza on it. And it was purple and I loved it. So, I was all into it. Anyway, um, so that was one of my questions for you is how do you think they're going to make Idris Alba ugly? Girl, they can't. This is gonna be the finest damn hunchback you know, in all of the land. I'm. I really want to see that. I want to see that because really, how, how? What I mean, ugh. It'll be a stretch. It, it's going to be a stretch, and I'm interested to see what, what I'm that's interested look like. to see what it looks like. But mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the story. Like. No. I don't think I'm going to be tuning in to watch The Hunchback okay. of Notre Dame. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I loved it's it. You because you I don't know why. The story. Yeah, I did you, like you the story. You were associating with the Disney yeah, animation. Yeah, I am. Yeah, which, I am. again, I've never seen. Um, Maybe I'll take a gander, but... Because mm-hmm. I really want to see how they're going to make it just uh, ugly. I'm curious to see how they're going to make him ugly. And I also want to know who's going to play Alzmerelda. Well, okay, so question... Is he ugly or does he just have a hunchback? No, this man, this mother, he's ugly. <laughs> this hunchback of Notre Dame. And then you, then you feel sorry for the man because he's trying, and he's he has a limp girl. Oh. Not only does he have a hunch, he has a limp and a hunchback and I think one big eye, one small eye. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks to gargoyles who are not alive yeah, when other people come around. I can't. So, you know. I can't. Um, I can't. And the gargoyles' names are Victor. Hugo and the burn, which is a play off of, of course, the person who wrote the novel. So I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. I'm geeking out right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a geek out moment. I thought that I love that movie. So when I saw that, you know, Idris was playing, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Idris Alba. He's playing, directing, and doing the musical score. And interessante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this. All right. Okay, Idris. Um, maybe you'll get me to watch it. He's going to be the only one that's ever got me to watch it. Okay? Yeah, I think you should watch the animated series. Uh, watch the movie. I know, I know it's a stretch. And then watch tell, the Let me watch tell the you movie. why, how I know nobody is checking for the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay? Because since that thing has premiered, Disney has almost exclusively re-released stuff 
like on his anniversaries, and you ain't never heard nothing about That's no true. hunchback of Notre Dame. That's Cause true. you was the only little girl watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so don't put me out there like that. <laughs> I know that Disney don't even care about the hunchback. Of That's Notre. true. There ain't even been a one re-release oh, of it. That's so true. So, I don't know why I like that movie. I mean, if anybody else is on board with me and love that movie, please, um, you know, follow me on Instagram and let me know. Support me, okay? Because I loved it. I don't care what Brittany says. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Antoinette. Any, anytime. Rundown. Anytime. <laughs> All right, guys, and we'll be back after the message from our sponsor. This segment of Black and Behind the Scenes is brought to you by Shawnee Starlight Entertainment. Shawnee Starlight Entertainment is a film and production company committed to helping you communicate your message or story effectively. They provide production services to fit your needs, whether it's for corporate, commercial, or entertainment purposes. The team at Shining Starlet Entertainment produces projects that fully evoke their clients' vision, all while staying within budget. So if you're in need of production services, head on over to Shining Starlet Entertainment at www.shiningstarlet.com and let them know that Black and Behind the Scenes sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. guys we're back and it's time for the spotlight yay spotlight so, so who you have on board Brittany? yeah so for today i will be um highlighting two honorees because it's an honor to be spotlight absolutely on black and behind the scenes right so first up i post this on um our instagram page at black and behind the scenes earlier in um a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. or maybe a couple of days ago um Vernon Sanders, who has been um, an executive vice president at NBC and has then since NBC went to Universal TV and had like an exclusive producing deal over there, is now going to be co-heading production and creativity over at Amazon Studios. Huge. Yeah. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he will be co-heading with Albert Chang, um, and together, like I said, they'll be overseeing creative and production for Amazon. Wow. Um, he has, Vernon has over 20 years of, um, TV programming. Like I said, he was an executive producer, um, not producer, executive, um, programmer over there at NBC in charge of like comedy and other exclusive content over there. Then That's cool. Yeah. And so then from there he got this um exclusive contract to work with Universal TV to produce um content over there and his first thing that he produced there was Amazing Stories, which interestingly enough is distributed by Amazon. Oh okay. Um so nice. yeah nice. Uh, Amazon is really trying to step up its programming and be a, yeah, I a contender I see. with uh, Netflix. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what type of programming um, Vernon and Albert bring to um, the to table them. over yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. So do you know of anything on Amazon Prime that's worthy of watching? Because I don't, I've never subscribed to them. I don't, you know. I, I, I do. I have heard that they have a couple of hit programs, one in particular, Transparent. Um, which I know garnered a lot of critic success, and it's about the um, the father who, in later years, becomes um, transgendered, transgendered, 
Am I saying that right? Yeah. Transgender. Transgender into a woman. And so it's just that um, it's the storyline between um, his family dealing with that. And I know that has been a big success for them. Other than that, that's the only one I know specifically on my radar that I've heard from Amazon. But okay. <clears throat> yeah, well, but we'll be on the lookout for that because I'm curious to see what um, content they're going to be producing. And um, I believe that Vernon was also the reason why The Office um, came over to NBC. Also, okay. so he was behind. He was the force behind that. So, so he has, and I love that show. Yeah, I mean, so that that just shows you that he has a good eye for what's creative and what's good, right? Yeah, so. it says he's overseen series such as This Is Us, The Blacklist, The Good Place, and Will and Grace, and the revival of Will and Grace. Yeah, so okay, well, yeah, some great excited. stuff under his butt belt. We're excited to see what you're gonna bring, Vernon. Yeah, let's see it. So interesting enough. Let's segue into our next spotlight person and that is Melina Masukas and interestingly enough she is going to be okay so she's a director okay cool Mm -hmm. she's a director and she will be spearheading the adaptation of um, Marlon James, A Brief History of Seven Killings for Amazon Studio. Have you read that book? I have not. So I read it. How is it? Uh, I couldn't really get into it. Okay, so full disclosure, I listened to it on audio. Mm, okay. Um, audio, audio, whatever it is called. It's an audio book. Audible. Audible. There you Thank go. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the movie, or the book is about, kind of ties into... The assassination attempt of um, Bob Marley, and so oh, okay. um, it's based in Jamaica, and it has a the audio book has a lot of Jamaican accent on it because the characters are Jamaican, um, and I just couldn't uh-huh. get past that. Okay, like it was just hard for me to kind of understand, and I just it didn't capture my attention. But I know a lot of people like it. Okay, and so a lot of an people, audience, yeah, are cool. excited to see this adaptation. Anyways. Melina, like I said, director, executive producer of Insecure, which is her first venture into scripted television. Um, Great segue for her. Right. Well, you know what? I need to double check that because that may not be... No, no, I'm sorry. That is true. This is her first position EPing a scripted television. She's directed television before. I got confused. I'm sorry. Um, So she, (laughs) interestingly enough, um, directed that Emmy Award winning show um, episode of Master of None, the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, really? I didn't know that. um, That was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the director on that. Cool. She also won a Grammy for Best Video Directing for Rihanna's um, we found love. Okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I know her work from because I'm a video music video junkie. Yeah, she love directed it. Formation. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's been out here and really doing her thing and and creatively um, opening doors. And she has a specific eye that people love. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's dope all around, she's all the way around, dope, and Absolutely. just been working non-stop you know since she arrived on the scene which is great i'm curious to see like what her direction is going to be for insecure this next season yeah i'm really curious because i've seen the just even from like um queen sugar i mean she's not a part of that project but just the 
the directorial eye that's on that show and the and the images that they give us and just the pans and the same thing with insecure like i just the moments and the the just the essence of the scene it's amazing so well yeah because one thing i like about melina for me her shots are so vivid they mm-hmm. draw you in yeah she uses a lot of colors mm-hmm. and you know, it's just a, a, a great perspective yeah. for I. Um, so, yeah. that uh, That is our second spotlight person of the week. Awesome. Melina Masukas. Melina Masukas. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. And we'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Hey, this is British. You're listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. Go check out and download my EP titled Image on Spotify, iTunes, and any other digital platform that you may listen to. Here's a song from the EP. Yeah, I did that, did that, did that. Yeah, I did from the A to LA. on the board for this this evening Brittany. so a couple of things um the first one i want to talk about is giants um right. now giants is a digital series mm-hmm. on Issa ray's youtube channel for yes. you, those who do not know you although you should know um Issa ray started on youtube yes she started did. her awkward black girl series um on youtube and since then has really been um crucial and champion championing for other black creatives to distribute their content through her site like she's Mm -hmm. a big supporter of that she does her um short sunday series in which you can see shorts um from different filmmakers but this particular digital series she has several but giants i say will be is her most popular one i think so Uh yeah it's directed and written and created by james bland Mm-hmm. Um, so if James Bland, you probably seen him first on her show first, that was the name of that series. He was on that, um, digital series on the channel, but the show is about three characters, three main characters going through growing pains in their twenties. Like they're all on the verge of turning 30. And so they're just going through all these adult problems, mm-hmm. but it does it in such a way that, <clears throat> It's funny yet poignant. Um, So some of the issues or things that they talk about are mental health stigmas, masculinity. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one of the characters who is um, gay and about like how to navigate that and coming out and dealing with your parents and how they feel about him being gay. We talk about abortion. So there's a lot going on in the series it's two seasons so far. Season two just wrapped up. Um, but the good thing about digital series, and especially ones on YouTube, mm-hmm. you can binge watch that easily. Like, they're 30-minute episodes. Nice. So go yes. on YouTube and, and just binge watch that, like, in a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get caught up. Um, <clears throat> James Bland himself plays the main character, Malachi. 
And um, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that was him. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so he plays Malachi, the main character, um, who's just lost. Poor thing, just lost. Like a lot of us. Like a lot. Like that's why I say it's about millennials going very through very relatable, yeah, pain. So it's mm-hmm. like you said, very relatable content. Um, and Vanessa Baden plays his best friend Journey. Mm-hmm. So Journey, uh, I mean Vanessa. Was on Gola Gola Island. Did you get the <gasps> girl? Shut up. Was that the little scrawny girl that was the um cousin? Yes. Oh my goodness. Shut up. Gola yes. Gola Island. Yes. Come <laughs> and let's play together. Hey. In the bright sunny weather. Hey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I did not recognize her. I love But you know that. what? When I see her immediately, I was like, that's girl from Gola Gola Island. Wow. okay dope very cool yeah 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 so um also william catlett is um he has a recurring role in the season or in the series i should say and william he's you're going to see his face more often he's Mm -hmm. been really on um digital series from Issa Rae's channel and content produced on black and sexy tv okay Uh, but he's going to be in love is owns love is i think he's gonna play um because you know that that show is based off mara and her husband's salim's love right so i think i saw that interview yeah right so you're gonna see him and he plays um, a black lightning Lightning. yes he was he is in black lightning yes i was like oh that's that's, uh whatever his character's name i forgot (laughs) yeah so william he has a recurring role (laughs) Go check out Giants on mm-hmm. the Issa Rae's YouTube channel. Yeah, support digital content, people. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. Not at all. Um, our next spoiler alert topic is Blackish. Blackish just wrapped up. Oh, ended yeah. May 15th. Gave us 23 delightful episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Bo and Andre and the children. <laughs> Bo and Andre and the grandparents and Jennifer Lewis, who we oh, absolutely love. Love Jennifer Lewis. I'm about to read her book. I have to get it. Yeah. I want to read it. Yeah. She's amazing. So I I personally think this was like a Golden Globe winning season for them. Um, yeah. They touched like on they a lot just, of stuff. They touched they on really a did. lot of stuff and they started out with a bang with the mm-hmm. Juneteenth episode, yeah. which they did that Broadway Hamilton style mm-hmm. musical thing with uh talking about slavery. Mm-hmm. They unpacked a lot this season, which also made it a little bit less funny, but it still did. funny. It did. Yeah. Still like doubling over laughing out loud. Yeah. Funny, but more serious. It kind of took the characters from their comedic standpoint and put them in serious situations. Right, right, You know, right. and see how those characters develop within that scenario. Right. That's what I got from it. Yeah. So, the one thing that I didn't like this season was the whole Dre and Rainbow marriage thing. Yeah, that didn't like, make any sense. It just felt rushed. It felt out of place. And it was like the last three last three or four episodes. And I just felt, felt like, okay, there are 23 episodes in this whole season. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been better... To unfold it. Right. In the beginning, when after she had or the baby. like throughout the season, like because she had there was an episode with um postpartum depression, right? And I think that would have been a perfect time to kind of introduce the problems there exactly. and then unpack it throughout the exactly. season, exactly. Just let that storyline unfold mm-hmm. and yeah. itself throughout the season, and then it wouldn't seem so out of place. And then it was rushed, like, yeah, if you were gonna do that, then at the end of the season, let 
it end with their marriage being up for like interpretation. Like they could still been separated. They didn't have to reconcile and get back together. You know what I'm saying? Now, do you think that they thought the series might have been canceled and they just kind of threw that in there to have a bang? No. Well, I don't know. They might have thought that because... Because if it was rushed, you know sometimes they do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they rush things and... Yeah, and I know with a couple of the episodes this season that they wanted to do, that they couldn't right, push out because air. of mm-hmm. um, ABC execs. Mm-hmm. So maybe they thought that they were on the fence, but I'm pretty sure that they knew that they weren't on the fence. Like, every, it would have been upheaval if Blackish would have been canceled. Yeah, I agree. Because it's just so good. Yeah, it um, is. But that whole rainbow and like, cause they're back together. It now. makes no sense. And I'm like, what was the point of that? It makes no sense. I mean, it could have been unpacked even when I believe there was an episode where Bo's um, college friends came over and Andre doesn't get along with them or something like that. I mean, something could have came up there and, you know, she was trying to rekindle or make him jealous of an ex-boyfriend or something. It was just, it just or didn't make sense. Easter episode where the family came and they were talking about soul food and right. all. Right. Like, it's just so much stuff that could have been. It could have well, kind of dropped saw. hints or something, right. but it just wasn't there. Because yeah. Bo and him are like, you know, thick as thieves, you know? It's just yeah. like too tough to kind of see any problems go there so i do have a question for you though so since the sister um her character what that's off in college uh i want to say yardy yeah Mm -hmm. uh, zoe zoe Mm -hmm. since she's off at college do you think they're going to follow the youngest the oldest son isn't his name junior junior okay junior i was like dre Yeah, but Junior, Dre, Dre Junior. yeah, that's what I was gonna call him. But um, Junior, will they follow him in college? She like, how do you think that story's no. gonna be told? No, I, I thought about that because mm-hmm. they showed his graduation. Oh, okay. In this, in like the last episode, um, or maybe the episode before the last. I don't know what they're gonna do with Junior. Oh, it's gonna be so interesting to see that. Cause he ain't getting no spinoff. No, I mean I know that. <laughs> And to tell you, let me be completely honest. He turned me away from the show when I first started watching. What? I hate it because he was the focus. Do you remember the first two, a couple episodes? Like Andre was having this deep, compassionate conversations with him about his uh, black mitzvah and all that stuff and how he wanted to be, he was like the only black kid in this white school. He was having, like, I was like, really? I really, I I stopped watching the series because of the first couple of episodes. Really? Serious. Because I thought the focus was going to be on him until it expanded and like include the other children and their conversations and everything else. I was over it. And then, and then, um... The grandparents makes it even better. Mm. Lawrence Fishburne and, and Jennifer um, Lewis. And Jennifer Lewis. Lu- that, they that made it so much better for me. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was turned away from Blackish for a while. Yeah, I really okay, was. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what's gonna happen to Junior's character? Yeah, because he's going to Howard. Yes. So we're not going to see him. <laughs> we may see him do like they do on what? Yeah. How they do on um, what's that show? Uh, Modern Family and the FaceTime. Oh, he's Junior on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we may get that, but yeah, <laughs> but they're gonna have to add in another character because with Junior gone, that's two kids out the house. What, so what are they going to do? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. So where it has been renewed for um, the fifth season. And uh, we're excited. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Like, I really want to see what they're going to do next. Do you have any predictions? 
Yeah, yeah. Any topics? This what topics we do you want them to cover? Jeez, they've done a lot. Mm-hmm. They've tackled a lot. Um, you know that episode they wanted to do one about the national anthem and new right. and all that. Right. And the NFL just came out with those. Like I said, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> rules. But yeah. Um. So I don't know what they could possibly talk about unless they have. Okay, so we could talk about um. A school shooting, maybe in the twin school. We could do something like that. They're not going to do it, but yeah, I feel you. Um, the, yeah. The reason why I said it is because they tried to do it with the Carmichaels and they shut that down. Okay, but here's the thing, too. Blackish theme is about <laughs> black people in upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what else they could be talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's very true. Um, uh, unless they start introducing their neighbors and their relationships with that, I don't. I honestly don't know because they don't have any friends, from what I see. Okay. <laughs> well, Kenya, bring, bring challenge. Us, yeah, <laughs> challenge. Kenya, bring us your best for season five. Yes, you please. have loyal fan base, so we're, we're interested to see what's going to happen there. Absolutely. All right. Well, last up, we're going to talk about Atlanta on SPL. 11 episodes wrapped up May 11th. Um, Atlanta. So you, okay. So, all right. So guys, you know, I keep telling you, I don't subscribe to cable. Okay. (laughs) Tell you again, I don't subscribe to cable. So I have to wait like some of us to see the series once it comes out on Hulu or Netflix or whatever, which Mm -hmm. will, it will be on Hulu. Um, probably after a couple months, mm-hmm. but I watched the whole first season. I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your perspective on season two, what your thoughts are. Um, so to me, season two is different from season one. Like to hmm. me, season one was a lot more comedic. Like oh, yeah. I was dying every yeah. episode. Yeah. Not so much in season two. Okay, before we hit the season two, what was your favorite episode of season one? <laughs> My favorite episode of season one is the uh, club scene with the uh, invisible car. Oh, yeah, girl. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't see that one coming at all. Oh, my. Yeah, I, I tell yeah. You, I literally cried <laughs> for, like, 15 minutes. Like, just... Yeah, that Crying was funny. laughing throughout that the funny. whole episode. The entire episode was hilarious. It was. And then at the end, when they got ran over by that car. Yes. Who, who thinks of that? It came of out of nowhere, too. I would, I, I would <laughs> never even think about that stuff. But, yeah, no. you know, Donald and his brother are very, like, more, I, I probably would say more his brother. Um, <laughs> Very funny. Very funny people. Oh, yeah. Well, very funny. So, okay. Anyway. So season two. Season two. The theme for the season two was Robin's season. So, it it opens up with a robbery. Um, and then it, from there, it goes into say, you know, it's that time of year. You know, people trying to get that money or whatever they can for Christmas gifts or whatever. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. So, I'm about to sound really nice. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Is Robin's season a real thing? I, you know. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna say I mean so I'm robberies do go up during the like holidays. holidays. But I just didn't know it had a name. 
Yeah. But okay. So, okay. So, Robin season is the overarching theme for this season. But it wasn't just, like, robbing of your material possessions, like your money. But it was, like, so much. Robbing of love, of expectations oh. of love. Robbing of your time. Robbing mm. of your safety, your dignity, your um, childhood. So many episodes unpacked so much. Wow. To the point where it was, like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> you know? <laughs> A couple of episodes, I did not laugh. Ooh. And which ones were they? What scene in particular? Only be- okay, go. You so tell one me in first. particular where I was like, "Dad, this season is different." Is <laughs> the episode where it was like the Michael Jackson type of thing? What were okay? So Darius, played by Lakeith mm-hmm. Stanfield, he went to go get the colorful piano. Okay. And he encounters this, like, weird character. It was weird. Like, (laughs) this man comes in with what looks like a plastic face. Um, The hell? Has been bleached. He talks about how his father, um, like, molded him and his brother into becoming these great musicians. And his father would beat them into submission and all that stuff. And get the, the Michael Jackson reference. Okay. Got yeah. It. Okay. Got so it. then the brother who became this great musical prodigy, um, has some type of loses his voice or becomes blind. I don't know something. And then it becomes this whole weird, whatever happened to baby Jane moment. And he's in the basement. And, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay. What is this episode about? So here's the thing. That was an example of that, but I still thought season two was really good. Okay. Um, because I think you have to be more cerebral, cerebral and lower your expectations or come into the viewing with no expectation for you to really capture the vision and what they're trying to say in Atlanta. I thought I was going to come in and double over laughing again. But that's not really what I got. But I still was satisfied. That's unfortunate because that was a season one was hilarious. Okay, hilarious. hilarious. And then for it to go to season two and it's not as hilarious. I'm just curious to see what the top is going to be about and how the characters. De- is there any character development or is there a know? lot of character development? So it's interesting that you said that because I felt like this season was more focused on Al. A.K.A. Paperboy. <laughs> Paperboy. Mm-hmm. Paper, so, Paperboy. he anchored a lot of episodes. <laughs> okay. A lot of episodes were um, without Earn, who you would say was the main character. Yeah. Um, There were a lot of episodes without him. So, like I said, that whole episode with the... It's called something. The weird Michael Jackson episode. That's what I'm calling. Okay. Was just with Lakeith only. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, But like I said... It's good. Okay. I'm I'm anticipating watching. I'm excited about it. I like Atlanta. Um, I know for season one, I didn't have really any expectations for it. I just heard, you know, critically acclaimed, you know, reviews and positive feedback from it. So I was anxious to watch it. When I watched it, I wasn't disappointed. So I'm pretty sure I won't be for season two either. Yeah. So how do you think season three is going to go? I don't know. You know what? Donald is so... 
um, I, I'm, I don't want to say possessive, but that's the only word coming to me right now. Um, possessive about his creative experience. I'm almost seeing him pulling like a Dave Chappelle and be like, I don't care what y'all say. I'm only doing two seasons and, you know, I can see him doing that because too. I'm just so much more in tune to the creative than the money. Yeah, I can see him doing that too. You yeah. know, he just, because he has so much going on. Because the more you do well and the more you have critical success and acclaim with your programming, mm-hmm. the more you get advertising dollars, the more you have to succumb to network executives and their Pressures, um, pressures and, and what they yeah. want you to post and How you lose want, yeah. your creative um, control over it. Absolutely. Once it becomes a job, it's not creative and fun anymore. Right. You know, every, you've heard that thousands of times, people, but I am a creative, Brittany's a creative, and we can attest to that. Like, right. that is some true stuff. That, yeah. That's really true. So, I can see, unless he wants to, you know, bring it again, I can see him saying this is it. Saying that was it. I love, like I said, I love the whole thing that it was like an overarching thing. The Robin season thing okay. was pretty good to me. And like I said, if you are not a critical thinker, mm. you're not going to catch it. Oh. Like you're not going to put all those pieces together. Okay. Yeah. So like one of the, the lines that um, I liked in the last episode was um, Darius was talking to Ern. So throughout the whole season, Ern is doing his best to put Paperboy on, right? <laughs> but it's just not coming to fruition. Like, they're just not making the moves or the money that they should be getting. And really, because Ern is the manager, it's kind of falling on him, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Paperboy kind of, like, threatens or kind of tells Ern, like, I'm going to have to fire you in low-key kind of way. Ooh. And, of course... That puts Ern in the funk, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Darius tells him, I see you learning, but learning requires failure. I'll just try to make sure you ain't failing in his life. I mean, you blow both are black, so you don't get a chance to fail. Oh, we just. And I was like, damn. Yeah. So, like, if you don't think critically mm-hmm. about things, a line like that is just gonna like <laughs> go way over your head yeah. and you're gonna be looking for invisible cars all season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grab your attention. <laughs> to grab your attention. Oh, um, but like I said, good. I thought yeah. it was different. At times, a little odd. Okay. but That's what I've heard. But good. I'm not gonna go there with what, what specifically I heard because I just feel that sometimes the internet can be too much. Um, but I'm with their feedback, what you, what you heard? No, girl, we're not going there. Cause um, <laughs> and one thing I hate about the internet is that I cannot have a clear thought or, or an opinion about something on my own without twelve thousand million people already deciding what I should feel or how I should feel about it. Right, collective thinking. Yeah, you know, so that's very annoying to me. So I'm frustrated with the internet about that, but that's just my own thing. That I'm going Which through. is why I don't understand why you don't have like how can you not avoid certain spoiler alerts when it comes to programming because when it happens it's already out there that's true it is regard i don't care what it is that you i mean for instance like the the uh donald glover this is america video right i wanted to just watch it that's all i wanted i didn't even know it was out i would have loved to explore and found it on the internet surprisingly oh he has a video let's watch and then get my own opinion. But by then, they have comedy sketches of it. Everyone's talking about it. Think pieces. Yeah, you know, it's, it's memes. I'm 
I'm just upset. Everybody's <laughs> analyzed this video over and over again. So many different perspectives. And I don't even have a clear thought of my own of what I think about it. Because everyone else's thoughts are in my mind. Girl, it makes see, me now, so upset. Now we talking about something else that we ain't got time no, to talk yeah, about. No, yeah, we, yeah. But, yeah, so. No, you right. <laughs> I'm just a little mad about that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, check out season two of Atlanta. Yes, season um, two of Atlanta. FX. There's no word if there'll be a season three. Donald Glover is out here doing his thing. I know mm-hmm. he's going on tour as Childish Gambino. So who knows? I mean, season two didn't even air as quickly as it should by standards after mm-hmm. season one. Well, no, because Donald was so busy. Exactly. Yeah. So we could be 2020 before we get a season three. That's true. We don't know. But please, Donald, don't let it be that long. Don't. Okay. All right. Well, that was it, y'all. That's it, guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our SoundCloud and our iTunes page. We are on iTunes, guys. Breaking news. We're on iTunes. Subscribe. So it's a lot easier for you to hear us and listen to us at Black and Behind the Scenes. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram account. My Instagram is um at Antoinette Tote, like the color. <laughs> and I am at Brittany Khan. But make sure you definitely follow us on um, at Black and Behind the Scenes. You guys are our creative crew. Yes. And we want to hear from you. We want to know your input on these shows, mm-hmm. on these breaking news that we post on the Instagram site, on Facebook. Because we got some pretty good content out there, we think. Yeah, so. we do. Which I, we want y'all to be a part of it. Absolutely. So shoot us an email at gmail, um, blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. So see you guys next time. Bye, y'all.